0: I'm a man, man, man. shake for Africa, eh? Do for Africa. I'm shake for Africa. O you rise up,
1: rising, uh, what I find interesting about um, most Africans uh, or some of the singers, it is um, how much we feel we can be together. Uh, Africa is one of the few continents uh, where you find people uh, talking about Africa as a whole, like Africa is a country, even ourselves, uh, we, we, we the Africans. We, we want to achieve something as a, as, as Africa. So uh, that is uh, the, the video there, and uh, I find it very interesting. Um, how, as Africa, as a continent, we all want to uh, to we identify with each other to begin with. We we, we do identify with uh, with ourselves. So uh, I, I find it interesting, Hassan. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I hope wrong.
2: Yeah, is not a block talk radio. Yeah, I was saying, as diverse as we are, not only culturally but language-wise and a lot of other factors. Um, yeah. I, I, I think it's a good thing. It's a good thing. It helps yeah. us to to combat and to tackle certain things in a certain way.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I, um, I hope uh new generation will will be able to. Um, I don't know. Are we part of new generation or the new generation will be able? <laughs> <laughs> we'll be able to say, hey, guys, we, uh, we need. On top of the hour, like I said, uh, we are going to be talking about Africa Free Trade Agreement, which was uh, ratified. The 22nd country to sign uh, was Gambia. Gambia was the 22nd. Uh, they are the ones who signed. And they said uh, after, after 22nd you sign, um, the, then the agreement is, uh, is ratified. So the questions mm-hmm. we are going to be asking today is where we go. We go from uh, from here. We have a lot of complexities uh, when you think about our own Zambia over there. <laughs> Zambia and Congo. We, we we cannot figure out how we should live. <laughs> the two of us that we are, we are neighbors. Mm-hmm. And now we are talking about the Greater Africa. So our encouragement is: I probably is going to be where do we start? Can we? Should we start with say, the Congos of this world? How can we smooth out things so that maybe our borders should be opened? Uh, people have been to Congo, through Kasumbareza. You will be surprised how many roadblocks are there. military <laughs> <Neither> people, <laughs> you know. So, those <laughs> are some okay. things we are going. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Some of the things we are going to uh, discuss. And uh, help lift Mother Africa. Okay. Before we do that we have several several items uh, to talk about, but let's see, uh, who's on the on the call. Uh brother Cave, talk to me.
3: Good morning Roger. How's uh, your beautiful Saturday
4: going?
1: Uh, beautiful Saturday. I outside it's uh, a little bit crowded this morning, but um, hey uh, it could be worse. It could be minus uh, 26 in Canada, but so so far, so good.
5: Right.
3: Okay, that's good.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me go to Pennsylvania, visiting uh, a certain uh, room uh, where our brother is. What's the way? <laughs> uh, how are you, my brother?
6: No, uh,
4: I'm doing well, uh, Roger. Thank you for your prayers. Oh, my your goodness.
6: You sound strong.
2: That's in, thank, that's, thank, in thank you. that's in Shima Voice. That's in Shima Voice right there.
1: <laughs> Shima
4: thank
2: you. you
1: sound so strong, right? so we are glad uh, uh, you are making a tremendous progress.
4: Thank, thank you, guys. Thank you for everything for your prayers, for your thoughts, and yeah. for everything. I really, I really appreciate your support, guys.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank we'll, we'll come back now in full force to join me. Uh, our our our, our roundtable here. Uh, Brother Aaron in uh, Ohio. Where in Ohio?
7: Ohio is a state. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, in Kent, Ohio. It's about 40 minutes from Cleveland.
1: 40 minutes. Okay, Kent. Ohio is one of those states which has a lot of beach names. Kent. Mm-hmm. Uh, Welcome, so this and this. Yeah. Okay, welcome. Uh, well, thank we you. thank you, my dear sister, for uh, inviting you. She's Namonji here. So, yeah, yeah. So let, let's just visit uh, around and see what's happening. Like I said, again, on top of the hour, we'll be talking about the Africa Trade uh, uh, Agreement. Um, why don't we start with uh, what's going on in, uh, in Zambia? CBU, close. Uh, CBU closed again It seems uh, this is The the only solution uh, We know But um, I want to invite Level-headedness today And see How how do we solve uh, The CBU and the closure Of universities One of the things uh, Kelvin We are going to talk about Is um, uh, The this other person was saying, if the Africa trade agreement is to work, education standards have to go up. And they only mention countries like Nigeria, uh, Kenya, and some other three, four countries where they are doing much better in numeracy. And Zambia is not even anywhere. And then I'm like, fast forward, we, the only solution we have is to close our schools. It doesn't seem... Uh, This suits the objective of where we want to to go. Level-headedness here, Kelvin, where do we go with this problem, uh, CBU? What what needs to happen? What can we do?
3: Um, We we need to set uh, our education priorities right. Um, We cannot have uh, institutions of higher learning operating on losses. Uh, We cannot have institutions of higher learning depending on government funding. We can't have that. We need to transform the way uh, uh, these institutions operate. They have to have a business model. Uh, That model should not just be targeted uh, to the local or domestic market, no. They have to look outside of Zambia. What is it that they can provide? Uh, why do we have engineering students that are just theoretical? What is it that these guys can come up with that can be a selling point for the university you see that and and you see uh, the, the problems at these institutions are not uh, today 's problems. They were created starting in uh, uh, whenever UNSA's Cbu were commissioned you see that mm. because the structure the structure then that was created was that government will always fund these institutions. Times change, demands change, okay. needs change. Mm-hmm. Government cannot afford to to fully fund these institutions. Today UNZA operates uh, uh, at a loss. <laughs> and when I say a loss, I mean they owe suppliers' money, they owe lecturers' money, they owe regular workers' money. Mm-hmm. If you look at the infrastructure at UNZA today, it's pathetic right it's it's in, inhabitable. i i took a walk around uh, unza i went in the rooms uh, back in december when, when i was there roger you would cry you would think that uh, pigs live in those rooms you mm. see that so so what we need what we need is a different we cannot we cannot expect change when we've been doing the same things right and uh, mm. i mean closing closing the institution down uh, to mm. me is an excuse, first of all. It's an excuse because you're failing to look at the root causes of uh, worker protests, um, uh, lecture ghost laws, student protests. While I do not support uh, you know, the violent behavior of students, Right? you have to ask yourself, why are they protesting in the first place? You see? Once we, we sit down and look each other in the eyes and, and and figure out and say, guys, this is what the problem is. Let's attack this problem. Going forward, there will be no such things, right? Uh, Just real quick. So they've implemented the the loan scheme, the student loan scheme, right? So if I'm given a a student loan, uh, say they give give loans to 70% of the students. When I'm given a loan, I want to... Uh, make sure that uh, my money is uh, worth it by getting a good, great standard education, right? So if 30% of the students that never got the loan riot and you close the institution, so what you're telling me is your loan is useless (laughs) because we're not going to give you quality education. The 70% of you that got the loans, we're not giving you quality education because the 30% have rioted. That's bullshit. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm going to be paying you back at some point. I expect a great service, right? Mm-hmm. We know what the problems are, why we can't commit to resolving and sorting out those problems, and then putting in place a better model for these universities to start making their own money. Uh, Unza has a, um, a veterinary school. Unza has mm-hmm. the School of Agriculture. Unza has the School of Mines. Unza has the School of Engineering. Unza has the Biochemistry. They offer those things. Where is it that uh, we can't uh, develop products from there and, and sell those products? Why can't, why can't we do that? Who has stopped us from doing those things? So as long as we don't face the truth, we're going to have these problems for generations to come. Thank you.
2: <clears throat> to, to, to Kelvin's point, Roger, I, I have always have always believed that uh, those institutions should just be privatised. To use a common terminology in the Zambian, whatever, just just let those things run, run, operate on their own without government interference. Like like Kelvin has said, I mean that vet that vet department or school veterinary, whatever, it can be a big money spinner with uh, what do you call it? We have a lot of ranching going on in Zambia. We we may not necessarily be very big on pets and things like that. We have a lot of livestock farming or ranching in Zambia. The vet department can rise to the occasion. Engineering department can rise to the occasion. All those other departments there. They they should just let these institutions. This is what I've always said many times. I don't know why we found it easy to sell the mines and we can't get rid of, so to speak, these schools.
1: <laughs> just
2: privatize.
1: The, the just privatize
2: only.
1: The question, Nathan, is privatization commercial, uh, commercializing? If, 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 if we do that, uh, these things, they become private. They become commercial. Um, how many will our system uh, leave behind? How many people coming from Africa with that, nothing? That, that's a good question, Roger. That's a very good mm. question. Yes. And, uh, very good. and uh, this but, is my but, other but, thought. This is my but, other but, thought. Yes. Anybody who's anybody been in um, in college in the United States to understand that even uh, private colleges, they can't concentrate on doing business and make doing business. Their job is academic production, you know. Uh-huh. So you can say, "Oh, vets can branch." Off. They don't want that distraction. Where instead of teaching, they become business people. You see, those are those are the the the, the problems. But Yonza hasn't done a good job trying to raise money, you know, of of its own. As Roger said. In a poor country like ours, privatizing, you know, all the colleges and universities, it sounds good and it can perform better, but we have a lot of people that will be left behind. Because even in developed countries, you will find that uh, public schools uh, are the majority, you know. In in New York City here, maybe the ratio of public colleges to uh, private colleges is maybe, you know, like 1 to 10 or even more. So the public, the public investors exist so that it gives a chance to everybody. It becomes an equalizer. That's, that's my opinion. Uh,
2: the the concept of uh, advertising, Roger. advertising, Roger, let me just respond to this uh, guys. The concept, I think, uh, there are, I think I, make, I need to clarify here, Kletas. When I say privatize, I'm not saying... What I'm trying to say is probably let the citizens run these things or public inst- make them public institutions where the government doesn't have 101% a hand in running this thing. I, I, that argument of... That, leaving that's out that's it, good, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I know. When you say privatization, eighty to seventy percent of of us won't afford to send people to school in Zambia. Um, yeah. So my thing is that maybe what I should have said is there should be less government involvement in this. Mm-hmm. But the question is, yeah. the question is, I don't know who said wounds hasn't done a good job raising funds. The other thing is that. Our alumni organization or associations in these schools are weak, okay? okay. Uh, I think the ambassador just launched UNSA something in, in New York. Uh, was it last year or the other year? The question is, we, Roger, we've addressed this in the 10 years we've been in existence. Just simple math, okay? If all the UNSA graduates put $50 down, how much would that be? Just, just reasoning, like Elvin. Just a simple argument. You they see, associate. you see, Nathan. Mm. Mm-hmm.
3: Sorry, 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 to cut you short. And uh, no, no, Roger, no, let ahead. me roll back. Yeah, let me roll back something. Uh, I should have uh, started by welcoming, but but welcome, my brother. Uh, we we thank God uh, you're feeling much better and stronger. Um, thank you, my brother. Uh, you see, you see, you see, Nathan. Uh, the, the point is not that uh, UNSA alumni or Sibiu alumni can put together $50 each and that boom, the problems are solved. No. Guys, uh, there's an issue of uh, accountability. Do you know that in the midst of all these problems, Unza management is able to buy $40,000, $50,000 vehicles for the
6: vice uh,
0: chancellor, uh, for the uh, regional,
3: <laughs> for the dean of students. I was there. I saw these things. I'm like, are you serious? We don't have cleaners to clean the hostels, and you guys can afford to buy these cars. That's why I said it, we have to reprioritize these things, right? We mm. have to go back to the drawing board and, uh, and, the re, and, you know, look at our priorities, right? What are the priorities? What, what, what should a, a, an education institution provide in, in the first instance, right? Education. How do we provide that? What tools do we have? How is our infrastructure? You see that? Um, when it comes to so, uh, say uh, the level uh, uh, Kelvin, impacts.
1: in the same place, I, I want you to continue in the same place. Kelvin. Uh, CPU is closed as we speak r- right now. So before we open CPU, uh, what should be the first, um, uh, the first thing we, we should do? Uh, should we propose a, I don't know, a management board? Which should uh, look at these things, or they will just open, uh, like uh, like nothing happened, and then we, we have this problem again. W- 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 what do we propose this morning should happen uh, before CBU uh, opens? I think it should give us a fresh start. We can't just open again, mm-hmm. or uh, like uh, our minister said, uh, we root out the hurricanes. Uh, I-, I don't think that would be the right approach. No, no, not Like you have said, COVID,
3: right.
1: yeah, like you right. have said, the yeah, go
3: ahead. So so, so, so the answer to your question is this. They they have to sit down. Government, CBU management has to sit down and ask themselves squarely, fairly, without fear or favor, what yes. is the problem? Or oh, CBU mm-hmm. management will say, we operate on a loss. We don't have money. We owe, we owe $5 million uh, in debt, and we do this, 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 that, right? Government should be able to say, okay, if that's your debt. Here's uh, the money we pay it off. What else is needed? Okay, here's one year's uh, salary for your workers, for your lecturers, right? Now, within this one year, we want you to transform this institution into a business oriented institution. Give us a business plan, right? A viable, viable business plan of how you're going to generate. We're not asking institutions to generate 100% uh, of uh, money. No. What we're well, saying sure. is if government if government cannot meet 100%, you guys as an institution should be able to raise this 50%, 60%. Government will come in and supplement that. That's what we're asking. And yes. this money should not just be raised from school fees. No. From tuition. No. We're saying look outside. Think outside the box. What value does you have that can be sold to the outside world? Which brings me to Untimpa's point that... Eh, Uh, These guys are in the business of providing education. They can't do business. non Timpa. You create structures, right? Within the school of vet, you have a structure, an organizational chart. One, which deals with the academia. The second one, which deals with the business aspect. We have to think 21st century goals, guys.
1: That's what I was explaining, Kelvin. This this was my explanation. They, They need to raise money. Universities throughout the world run on money, you know? Absolutely, it's expensive to run a school, so they have to. Have, and you know, if you look critically, look at look at Yale. You know, you look at the profile of Yale. Where the, where do they get all that money? It's not because they're gonna over over overblow the tuition fees. No, it's from grants. You know, families leave money, like like rich people leave all their estate. It will go to Yale because that's what he attended. And that was the point. Somebody raised the point that how much do the alumni in uh, in Zambia give back? You know, so that's the difference. Maybe because our alumni are still poor, you know, they are coming from poor families. But that is a a big chunk of money that a lot of schools, big schools in America raise, and libraries come from uh, um, uh, their former students. But the business, you can't have fifty percent business activity you know, in a, in, in, in a university. It, it has to be like 80%, 80, 80, 90% academic. So the raising of money can't be the biggest because it's going to choke, you know, the quality of education that you are going to provide. That's a, that's a danger, too.
2: But KC, don't forget that uh, you alluded to American institutions. Don't forget American yes. colleges and whatever. Don't forget that American colleges have got a department which specifically focuses on that. You cannot few employees who focus on oh, yes. raising uh, and finding funding. It, it, yes. Yes. Not yes. that you're going to involve the whole. Yeah. Not to which time involve the whole institution <laughs> to raise money. No. Just oh, as I, a I, mm. Yes,
6: you are right. right. Yes. I'm telling you, they, we need to get. To they're, a point they point very. You see, they are, aggress-
1: they are They are aggressive here. They have t shirts, they, they, they sell pens, they sell this, they sell materials. It's a lot of things that they, they do to, to raise money. That's true. It's true. You know, mm-hmm. just that it shouldn't be the biggest concentration uh, of the activity. I agree. Of, with
5: the, you.
1: The I agree. I agree sure, with sure. You. So, to our, our Minister of Education, what, what we are saying is let's go to the uh, draw, uh, drawing uh, board. Um, instead of uh, blaming the the students, I, 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 no one should, should should be blamed. Maybe government, I don't know, but no one should be should should be blamed. Let's go back to the drawing table. Uh, this morning Block uh, Talk We are proposing uh, you come up with a, a board which should sit down, uh, possibly uh, divide the the raising of money either in four parts or three parts. One side will come from government. One side will come from raising money in this way. Maybe the other side might come from, um, uh, from fees. Uh, let's do something something different. Uh, the, 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 the students, they are throwing stones. They are only crying to have some education some proper education. They cannot be seated there without food, they cannot be seated there without classes. They are young people with uh, a lot of energies and they are going to to, to react. Machongo, before I leave the, this subject, good morning, long time. Good morning, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you you heard what the water cooler uh, we, 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 we we are uh, discussing here. Um, a lot of us are old enough to have seen University of Zambia uh, open, University of Zambia, close, University of Zambia, open, University. come on, guys, we are normal people. Uh, in America, they say, uh, when you do something the same and expect a different uh, outcome, uh, that is the definition of insanity. I know one political yeah. party in Zambia. Oh, don't kill me. Go <laughs> ahead, <laughs> right, right. Sorry for the distraction. Yes yeah yes, uh, 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 your contribution yeah what I see is uh, first of all political interference uh, brings uh, about these problems and the the boards the the university the university of Zambia has a council and you know if people are appointed by the government they won't be very efficient or effective yeah so some and one other thing is the economic situation of the uh, the country. If, if the economic so, situation before was you go to the better, economic situation, I, I I think you you are you a professor, Matongo. Uh, you are at the university, right? I, I have, but I moved to another section. Yeah. Okay, okay. So I, know I know you, I know you have here. some kind of experience. Why I'm asking that question, it is, uh, yeah. so how would how you propose the appointment of the council should, should be done? Because they, I know when they're appointed by, like everything else in Zambia, appointed by the president or the minister, those people have to be answerable to, to the appointing uh, uh, officials. How, how do you think, how, how do we select people to go to the council in the first place, in the new management we are creating this morning on ZBTR? Well, it could be an appointment whereby, uh, even if it's appointed by the government, but they can uh, try to balance it from this uh, portion of the community and this portion so that, you know, they're just not people from uh, the president or some of the minister's uh, background or relationship, but we just choose different um, avenues. Like um, if you are looking for a president here, They're they're not looking for an academician. They're looking for a person Mm -hmm. who can drive a business. You know, they they won't just say, well, let's just appoint someone who belongs to this party. But they're who can uh, drive this institution, who can drive it, who can raise funds for this institution. Not every uh, president in the big universities here has a Ph.D. in education. They may Mm -hmm. have a master's in business studies, mainly. That's what they would be looking for. This person not because this is a business, so the council yes. can be appointed by the government, but it should be from different sectors of uh, society and and then they will be answerable to the society uh, to the community they, they won't just be sure. political uh, henchmen who will be doing that and I like that th- then the other yeah, then the other thing is, you know, when they, if you think of the schools in Zambia, the grant-aided schools seem to be the best schools, actually, in Zambia. They use government money, but they are accountable. Every end of month, they have to write how they use that grant. Like someone mentioned, honestly, if you are given a grant for December and you only buy uh, GXs, What accountability is there? You know, there there should be accountability. Every every single month you write how the money was used. If you don't account for it, these schools will tell you, the boarding schools, the mission schools, they will tell you they want to receive the next grant. So that's one thing. And if students would be, I I mentioned the economic part, because if students would be working uh, during the time they are there, even when they're frustrated, they won't destroy the institution. They want to throw stones. They want to be out of there and be in the workplace. But, you know, we expect to be out of there in the work when there's no job when you are at school. Here there are jobs when you are at school, and you want to leave so that you go to a better job. And if we don't create, if the government does not create an environment where students can work uh, when they are not in class, It's not full-time, you know, it's just part-time you are working there and you develop that um, mentality of working, not just receiving. You know the government is accountable. They must give something, a grant to the institution, so I given an environment where you can raise something when you have the time to do so. And someone mentioned um, developing a department and raising institutional development. (coughs) Each university here has an institutional development director. Those are involved with developing the institution. So they raise money. And in the department here, if you are looking for a job to be a professor, one of the conditions in most universities would be, are you able to write a grant? Or have you written a grant that brings given money to the department? So the departments have their own money. They are not just relying on the grant from the, uh, from the state for the institution, but for the department. If you are employed, they expect you to raise money for that department or the School of Education. You should be able to raise uh. funds for you to get a job there. Uh, our people raising funds in Zambia, you know, if the employee is a professor of engineering, they, they may not talk about raising funds. But we can't blame them, but who can give the funds? Is the economy good enough to give grants to departments? You know, because here, you know, the, the people are, are, they are rich people. We have gone through the institution. They can leave uh, some money for the institution as an alumni, and they develop a lot of such things. But in Zambia, even if you know how to write a grant, you might be sending that grant to America not to Zambia. You know, so that some Americans can give you some money. So, those are the challenges <laughs> yes. we have out there. You have really, my, <laughs> my have really unpacked, um, uh, the, the council. So, uh, he, he, my, my suggestion is probably, I don't know, government should be away from here. We have, uh, of course, everything in Zambia church has to be involved. Why, why don't we allow the church to nominate an individual to go be part of the, the council? The, the Engineering Association, uh, uh, law, law Association of Zambia, the Economic Association, the trade unions, the students, the medical associate, medical associations, why don't these people nominate people who should be running uh, the, the universities? Uh, that will be the first start. If we can... Uh, take away uh, the mighty arm of government uh, interference in, the, in in this. Uh, so that that is probably in my view our our. Best. I like this point where you say, uh, professors, can you write a grant? You know, I like that lesson. I I really yeah. do. I, I I really do. Uh, what's his name? Roger. BMP. Good morning, Roger. Roger. When it
5: comes to it.
3: When it comes to grants, uh, uh, I think uh, bachongo mentioned it. When it comes to grants, here's what, uh, here's what happened. Individual lecturers, right? right. They, they write uh, grant proposals to, to not-for-profit organizations around the world. I've uh, yes. been on projects while on campus, projects that, you know, uh, required us to go out in the field and gather data, and then from that data do the analysis, and then they write another proposal to say, hey, we think this is a viable project. Now, what ha- What is happening in this space is that this money is coming to that individual lecturer and he's paying out resources, such as, you know, uh, research assistance, right? What the universities need to do is, uh, is regulate and say, if you write a grant proposal and uh, that grant is funded, you are going to give the university 30% of, uh, you know, whatever you know, uh, comes in uh, your, your, your bank account. So when you write that uh, grant proposal, you have to factor that in. Why do I say that? You're first of all employed by the university, right? So what time are you having to do those private things, right? Why are you doing those private things at the expense of the university's time? So if, we, if you're going to do that, you have to pay something to the university. Lecturers are doing that. That's how they make money on the side. They do these things. Uh,
1: okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, good morning. I, 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 I like that. Uh, I, uh, I, I hope someone is listening. Uh, because the op- opening CBU again, uh, in the same state, I, I, that would be the proper definition, again, like we said, of insanity. P.A.T., good morning.
8: Good morning, Roger. I was going to tell Nathan that I never have heard an African say the word bullshit like I did this morning.
1: Oh, this this guy here, I don't know. he got mad.
8: (laughs) I never heard him say that. I I learned something. But, you know, on this issue of education, your best schools is going to be private schools from the earliest through high school. You're not gonna get what you're looking for out of public schools. We don't do that here in the United States. The private schools, you know, you somebody mentioned something about Yale or Harvard. It's those private schools like your Fairfield, your Horace Mann and you believe it or not, Horace Mann, I think the population is about forty percent, forty five percent black. Tuition is about forty three thousand dollars a year from K through twelve. So you got to, you have to have them if you want to have to produce what you need to produce. Public schools are a whole different entity, and uh, I mean that's just it. It's not difficult to start a school that's uh, educating in pacifics. Uh, pacifics nowadays in the, in this country is your STEM fields plus M, which is medicine. And uh, Those are the ones that are highest demand. Those are the ones that. Uh, put the most money in a family's uh pocket. So uh, no you have to have uh, private schools, you have to have schools that's specific in what it is that Zambia has to offer. You you got resources, you need medicine, you need uh production, processing. You, I mean that's just uh yeah, that's that's what you gotta have. Every other nation had those. Look at career. Somebody mentioned something about and, free trade. Uh, Roger, there's no such thing as free trade. That's a myth. You want fair trade.
1: We'll, we'll get, we'll, we'll, we'll get to, to to that point. we we'll get to uh, that. Top, okay. Yeah, on top of the hour. Uh, I hope you don't have this. But uh, Mr. Um, you had the thought. You are the thought on uh, on on this issue. We are recreating. Uh, and, and someone else is listening. I hope we can be helpful.
6: Yes, I, I, I. Good morning, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Um, good morning, good morning.
1: Yes, I,
6: I do have a little, I do have a little thought on that one. Uh, yes, the, I think the, 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 the on the first one, I think somebody had mentioned how how we elect presidents or chairmen or chancellors for for our university. Yes. If if it were up to me, I'm going to university. I think I would wants to be the one to elect who I want the president for that university to be. Because if I want to have an education, I am supposed to know what kind of a person would give me a good education. So from within the faculty, if the president retires, the president resigns. from within the faculty, the students should be able to say, Professor so-and-so might be a good one, Professor so-and-so might be a good one. If the students chose their own chancellor, they'll probably be choosing the people they think would give them a good, a, a good education. That's my first point. My second point is when it comes to uh, a school having a business to raise money for the school, I think that is a great idea. I mean, like here, uh, most of the colleges, they get involved in sports. And all those monies for commercials, for T-shirts, they go back into the school. In Zambia, it might not be like that. But a school, there's a school in Kalomo, in Kalomo District. It's called Namuyanga Christian Secondary School. They built a little school in the middle of nowhere and buy a little land from around the area. They own farms in the, in the area. So with those farms, they are able to sustain the college. They are able mm. to sell their cows. They are able to farm land and sell, sell their products to sustain the, the 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 university or the college. Now it used to be a secondary school. Now it's a college. But now, can you imagine if the, all the, the University of Zambia started to buy up property in Lusaka or even land outside Mosaka, and start marketing those 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 lands for something else to sustain the school? That would, that could happen. But like Roger said. The government has to be less involved in this. But universities and colleges need to start thinking of ways of making money for the college. And them involving themselves in businesses would not be a bad idea. They need to invest money to make money to, to sustain the university. That's just my thought.
1: Okay, well put. Well, I get your point Uh, when you say universities should not be like 100% raising money. Right now, the kids have been sent home. So where are the academics we should even worry about? Uh, So maybe we have to find the the right balance. Uh, Maybe we just find the right balance. Those confusions that universities in Zambia, they are not sure about the money, you know. <laughs> don't be mistaken. Some are just mere irresponsibility of students. They have that component, too, you know. I, I, I doubt that. You can imagine. I too. No, it's there. And, and listen to this. You know, uh, there, are, there are so many trade schools in Zambia, agriculture, mm-hmm. nursing, uh, t- education, teacher training colleges. You know, why don't they have all those problems? Because they are, they are also young people. And there are more than that. So there is that entitlement. And it comes from the university invest- having just one school. You know, they have that entitlement. It has to go, too. It, it, it brings problems, too. Students but just they, think that they, like they are entitled. Don't forget that uh, student movements across uh, the world uh, in, in the universities, the level of education probably they are the level of critical thinking they, they reach makes them, uh be some kind of a uh, nuisance to 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 all of us but <laughs> but uh, when did do you ever hear of uh, children children rioting in, in in colleges in america don't think they don't have they, problems in america in, in schools they do no, it's
5: why, like why it's don't, a, I don't, it's don't student, think that only in this of zambia we uh,
1: critical thinking yes you know it's a, in the in the civil rights today if you plan, they know, used to demonstrate, who are and they still do. They still do as late as 2003. I know students who are out of campus and they were and, on the streets and demonstrating. And by the way, when you go to, to Google, to Google, you Google yeah. Toronto, uh, Toronto uh, school district, uh, high school kids protesting. Uh, the school here, because of their budget cuts, they do they do they, they, do, pro- they, they do protest, they do demonstrate. Roger, the thing is, there's a difference between a demonstration and a riot. You know, a riot is destructive. And then you, you can't say, even in Africa, you can't tell me that oh, these universities is throwing stones. They are stoning cars outside. They are blocking r- public uh, roads. You know, that is that is a little element. There are a lot of problems in visit of Zambia, but the element of entitlement is there. And believe me, it's a problem too.
6: Let us. Bob Marley said, A hungry mob is an angry mob. The children are hungry. They want to eat. So, mope, so, you, think so you think you to the people in Nkrumah,
1: Nkrumah are never hungry, or Murungush University, that or Kasa Teacher Training <laughs> College? <classes. laughs> let's let know. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's, uh, you know, that. Distract us from the, 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 the big question. I, I, I think we know what the problem uh, is. Uh, these kids, from the time I was in grade one, uh, our investors, they've they, they reacted in a certain way uh, up to this day. They won't say, there is something. But Roger, how about other right? countries? How about other countries? You are just, you are just ignoring that point. You know, how about other colleges? You know, they are they they, they also have similar problems. They may be more. The investor of Zambia attracts more more grants than other other small colleges where you know students live in squalor in Zambia. You know, so if we just concentrate on CBU and uh, and um, and will we miss just the other aspects of uh, the, those those problems there an element well, of what we are the developing the culture, this morning we are are about, What we are developing this morning, we hope uh, someone can listen to it and say, okay, let's change uh, something. And from that model, sure. uh, it may be uh, mm-hmm. duplicated to to other uh, other, uh, other schools. But as it is right That's now, uh, Kelvin just said the state of Uganda. Uh, you, you, you might think. Uh, it is animals who, who are living there. Those are conditions. I've been <laughs> to to, to CPU. you know. We can blame these kids, but I've been to 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 to, to those their toilets don't work. Some of them, yeah. Mm. So it, 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 it's a uh, it's a matter. So this morning, uh, as a as a year uh, in, in our wisdom. <laughs> Roger. <laughs> <In> our Roger. <laughs> yes, Roger. Uh, yes, yes, uh, yes. Yeah, then
3: I move yeah. on. Go ahead. Yeah. So 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 guys I th- I think the issue the issue is very clear, right? We know yes. there are problems. We cannot uh, uh, yes. lend a blind eye to the problems, right? We just have to sit uh, in a round table, look each other in the eyes and say, guys, there yes. is a the problem. Yes. Let's solve this yes. problem. Let's all commit to solving this problem. Yes. Uh, just recently, Just recently, the entire presidency lifted the whole country to clean up when cholera hit, right? Have you heard uh, anybody go and uh, clean up uh, on a consistent basis? No. Why? We are waiting for another bout of cholera to hit, then we'll go back out and clean. We'll Mm. sit back, we'll wait for another bout. No. We have to have uh, structures in place. We have to have processes, systems in place that look into such things on a day-to-day basis. That's the same thing with these institutions. You can question why other institutions, uh, you know, don't riot and things like that. Yes, that's a genuine question. But we have to look at why are they rioting, right? There are several factors. Sometimes it's not even about the meal allowance. It's not. It's about it's protesting uh, the, the, the conditions at the universities. It's uh, protesting that lecturers are on ghost law, workers are on ghost law. Right, Uh, the the current student uh, populace in Zambia has transformed from uh, you know that political animal to a more economic animal. Back in the day, it was politics. Uh, University students had influence on the political front. Today, they are more economical. Why? Because hunger pains. Hunger pains. You can't sit in your room and study if you if you haven't eaten for two days. You see. So, we know what the problem is. People need to sit down and be mature, right? Nobody should, should intimidate the other, right? Nobody uh, owns the monopoly of knowledge. Nobody does that, right? <coughs> Even the merest, meekest of, 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 of workers at the University of Zambia or CBU can give management an idea to implement, and that will sort the, the whole problem, you see? <coughs> Kuba to make serious so Tangava, to Avako hey. Fengava and too. To Abakonga van to guys. Narikere in a pausa. Narisa Ban in Shaya Talala. Mut Journey Nakutala, Lamin Sha Tarala. I'm a toilet sayo. You can't use them never. You can't use them if they never you cannot you are like, oh, my God. Like, where, what, what is so wrong, guys? Niche, niche. Why can't we have just one institution in the whole of the country that operates nicely, efficiently, uh, looks great, smells good and everything? Why can't we do that? Why? We're <clears throat> listening listen, the
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> don't go there. Don't go there, Kevin. Now. <laughs> brother, brother Alan, you, you wait. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't bring you in here. Yeah, you kept you your phone going down. I don't know if you, if you have the the thought. Uh, this has taken up an hour, actually. Okay. Is this uh, Aaron? Yeah, uh, no, uh, or... yeah. Go
7: ahead. Yeah, it's Aaron. Yes. Uh, just to mm-hmm. be a quick contribution on that. Um, I know there were some people that suggested, no, um, the institution, CBU, and should be completely privatized. I don't think I would agree with that. Um, I think the issue at hand today, especially at CBU, is just uh, purely uh, poor management. Uh, Even in America, you have public institutions and private institutions. And that's a system we do have in Zambia too. But it's just the fact that there's failed leadership, there's poor management, and this is why the conditions seem to be uh, worse off today. That is my, my, my view. And so uh, some things uh, have been spoken to, and um, and I'll agree that I think if there's uh, proper management, there's good leadership, certainly it won't solve all the problems. Growing up, my, my father used to tell me that you don't solve all the problems, but you solve the major problems. So some of the major problems could be solved if only there's proper management and is, there's good leadership. But I think that in, a, in an environment like Zambia and anywhere else, you need both private and public institutions, and there's nothing wrong with that.
1: Yes, by the way, we have uh, private ones like uh, Invest of, is it Invest of Lusaka
7: or Lusaka Investment? Yes, uh, something Lusaka, like that. Yeah. I don't know if Mulungushi yeah, is I mean, private, but those those exist as uh, private institutions, of they work in very I well. Say. Yeah, but also you need uh, public institutions. We have public institutions in America and Canada that are funded with federal, uh, federal government money, you know, so... Um, I think it's the same. But the difference is, of course, transparency, less corruption, you know, proper management. Those are the nitty-gritty. Those, is, those are the things that makes the difference between how things are done here and the things are done in Zambia.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, we are proposing change of board, today, whatever board runs uh, the, the, the schools. Uh, please, let's start from there. That, don't open that thing. Uh, with the same problems, uh, the, the, the one can, one can do uh, why am I You also, know, did you I say
4: something? You, on yes,
8: you sir, know, he said. Uh, um, yeah. Go, go,
7: go ahead ahead Miami. I'll go after
8: you. Yeah, he was. He, yes. Yeah, the person that said that we have public schools here that's funded by the federal government. They're only funded to the extent that the institution accepts federal government programs. In other words, for instance, in in in, 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 the, in U.S. for instance, in Missouri, the largest uh, funding that goes to public schools comes from either the local community, the state, then the federal government comes in third because they take on certain programs like Title One, Title Two, Title Nine and they get funding that way. Every now and then, the Department of Education will disseminate funds uh, equally, but the, the biggest funding for a public school in the United States is the local government and the state that they reside in. Right,
7: uh, and I, I take that point, and uh, the only difference is that we have a different governance system. And some, we don't have a federal system, but still, even in the federal system in America, That local government, state government, and federal government, that's still government. That's still a public institution. Whether they're funded locally by local government or state or federal, but they're funded by the government. That's taxpayers' money. So you take that into effect in Zambia. we have a different system. It's not a federal system, but still UNSA and CBU should be public institutions funded by taxpayers' money. The difference is just poor management corruption, and the other the nitty-gritties that I spoke about.
1: Okay, and uh, this morning we have made some suggestions. We have
4: make some suggestions. As... Yeah, no, go, ahead. I about, go ahead.
1: Maxine.
4: Yeah, uh, you know, I'm just uh, recovering and I, I read a little bit about uh, the closing of uh, uh, Copper Belt uh, University and uh, I think it's Kelvin who spoke first, you know, He he made all the points. He asked why and uh, the business model of uh, the university, how they should raise the money and the living uh, uh, conditions. He said uh, you can't go there. It's almost like pigs uh, who are in those domes. And uh, you have talked about the bathroom. I mean, this didn't start uh, yesterday. It started a long time ago, you know, and uh, the government should – uh, uh, I mean, the, the leaders or the ministers uh, who's in charge of uh, education or, or one can do law, should is he, is he the one, the minister of education, isn't he? Uh, they should have looked at this yes. and they said, there's a problem here. You know, instead of them, kids, uh, the reason maybe they were threatened to do all these kind of things, they're kind of tired of uh, politics. Uh, someone politicking with their education, because they know the parents can't score their, their, their paying taxes, the minors, and their, uh, whatever they, the money is coming from. And uh, the, the, these, these students, their parents are not there to, to, to ad- advocate for, for them. And uh, some of them, uh, they're getting information from Internet, you know, and uh, no one, is looking out for this, uh, really for the for this one. No one is preparing them and says, "Okay, we are having a, 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 a people coming for next year for education. How the living conditions are? You know, oh. no one. They are, they, they, the 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 government wants the children they, themselves. You know, instead of coming learning there, to come and says, uh, I mean, uh, they, they they want the kids to." To do the work for the government, and the government they just want to say if they tell you to jump, you jump. They don't want to be challenged. If they be challenged, you know, then uh, they say we're just gonna close the the the, the school. I think it's a yeah. That seems yeah. That seems to be like
1: the the easiest answer. Uh, like Kelvin was we said people just needs to sit down and uh look uh, into the eye, face to face. something is wrong something I is not uh, is is not working
4: and I, I was i was real kelvin laid a lot of things i mean all the the the, the speakers have laid and i hope kelvin is going to be like that you know and uh, he's not going to yeah. change when he we, joins. we are sending him our representative
1: the the speak with the he, he
4: he 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 joined, you know and we need the parents who will be advocating for their children. You can't just be paying taxes and let the government and Walungu uh, come and, uh, I mean,
7: uh,
4: I don't know. You have to be careful with fake news. You're saluting the
7: ba- ba-
4: ba- ba- minister to close the universities. That's a lack of leadership, you know, mm-hmm. well, 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 well for me.
1: Yeah. Well, we'll put you Emma. Well put. <laughs> well put. I think this is, uh, has been one of those uh, fruitful uh, d- d- discussions. Uh, September 13th and 14th uh, this year, Zambia Block Talk Radio will be uh, commemorating. Is it celebrating? Uh, the 10th year anniversary. Actually, the 10th year will hit next month, uh, which is uh, May. May May the 16th, somewhere there, that's Uh So uh, come... September 13th and 14th will be in Dallas. Uh, So please, uh, everyone, uh, make a date. Join us. It's going to be fun. Uh, Meet uh, some of you uh, people we fight with, uh, like we meet every day. Uh, So it will be, it will be fun. September 13th, Nathan. What is the website? Uh, I've I've forgotten what the website is. Uh, is
2: It's zbtr.org.
1: Yeah, so when you go to ZB, uh you can uh, go and uh, register. Uh, we, we we will take a lot of our ideas uh, over there. We are inviting a lot of people to come from Zambia, um, uh, some policymakers, uh, see see what a uh, little contribution we can we can make. Um. Diaspora uh, diaspora policy has been launched. Uh, Casey, I don't know if you have seen it. So I was uh, speaking to a permanent secretary, just the other day, uh, how you uh, launch uh, a policy, a big policy like this one, without uh, the people it's going to to affect. Uh, However, it's a good thing. Uh, so if you don't have it, please uh, let me know. I have it in a soft copy. I, I can send it uh, send it to you. Um, maybe next week or the other week. Uh, I have told you along there, I'm going to invite him, uh, so he, he, he can come uh, on radio. We, we go we go we, we go through it. Thank uh, you for Is, he, is dead. I don't know if he's dead or something is wrong with him. Can you hear me? Um, can you hear me? Yeah, now I can hear you. Oh, yes. I, I was saying, um, I I got it um, uh, from the Minister of Foreign Affairs and I sent it to you. Oh, you sent it to me? Okay. You're the I, first I, I, person I sent you. <laughs> I put you on my priority list. You're the first person I sent to. Yes, yes, yeah, I just think that came from you. <laughs> okay, I apologize. I apologize. But uh, as you oh, said, the, oh, the biggest uh, problem with that policy is that, uh, you know, it was designed and uh, concluded in Lusaka, you know. I don't know any influential person in the diaspora who contributed to that, you know. Mm. The, the problem, I was speaking to someone, who was it yesterday, uh, the misconception, uh, people back home, has, people in the hospital have a lot of money. That, that is one thing that they have. So I'm telling this uh, later, no, no, that's, no, no, not, uh, that's not true. Uh, yes, we may have some change we can spare, uh, maybe compared to our fellows uh, back home, but we have a lot of money. That is a misconception. So when you find a policy like that one is being desi- designed and is being written, they have got all these dollars in their minds which are going to be to, to be coming. Um, I, I hope there is an element there when we start the document uh, where governments themselves, they, they are going to invest as much as possible. Because we see from Ethiopia, we see from Israel, where the diaspora, uh, India, for instance, where diaspora have been very um, very been forceful their governments have invested quite a bit so we i hope we are going to take time uh, from our busy schedules have a read uh, we, we read through through that um, we we'll going we'll be going to our free trade uh, agreement uh, very soon uh, on oh, on this radio we reported I want to be going back to some of the things uh, Kelvin will report about. know uh, Algeria, the president there has uh, finally resigned because of people power. Uh, this man has been um, in power for the last 20 years. And uh, he had a stroke, I think, in 2013. He doesn't talk, but he wanted to insist that he be the, the president. Now the people have had enough of him. Uh, he finally had to, he had to go. Uh, what is the other one? I've forgotten the other one. I didn't write it. I didn't write it. So, we'll, we'll speak? Uh, anyone else wants have uh, something free range here before we we do our main uh, discussion? Anything free range? Uh, Kelvin, going one? park going one?
6: No, no. no uh, but, uh, I, I I I have yeah? one. I have one. I have one request. Yes. Next week, me and my wife are traveling. Just keep us in your prayers that we have a safe trip to wherever we are going and coming back, and that I'll miss you guys next Saturday and the other Saturday. But uh, maybe that other Saturday, me and Roger can get together. Maybe I can say hello from wherever I'm going to be. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) It sounds like you're going to be in some exclusive (laughs) place.
1: Oh, no no, no, wherever, no, no. Wherever I'm going to be. It's like you don't
6: give me oh. no way with places. How how and they going to <laughs>
1: oh, I see. I going to do my stand down to for you. For month, you you only say like in Timpa tells me at your like, oh, now I'm back. I was eating Timpa, somebody <laughs> was telling me <laughs> uh, some of us our our mouths are are very are very big, so <laughs> you go quietly. You go quietly. Okay. <laughs> um so here is a big one again, and just a lot of questions. Please don't run away. Just keep listening, and uh, we will we do what we, we got to do here. Uh, finally, the Africa Free Trade Union Agreement was uh, ratified. 22 countries have signed up uh, for the ratification, for, 49 have signed up for the African uh, Trade uh, Common Market, Africa Trade Common Market. So, but there are questions. How is this thing uh, going to to work? Uh, the first question I, I, I asked is uh, on Facebook. If you are my friend, there uh, was for us to trade, Brother Kelvin. We have to make things, and uh, currently we are not making anything. or oh, maybe not. I take I, I take that back. Uh, are we making enough? Um, Africa is, on its sides with uh, the rest of the world, only 3% is coming from Africa to go to the rest of the world. 3%. So as a block, if we want to come together, I think we have to do better than that. Uh, on a micro level, on the Zambian level, uh, I'm not sure, other than copper, what else we are exporting. So for this thing to work, Kelvin, Lantimba, everyone else, for this thing to work, we have to make things. Question? Right. Where do we start from?
5: Right. Okay,
3: Roger. So, when,
1: yes, you, look sir. At,
3: uh, when you look at uh, trade uh, in Africa, you're, you're looking at it from a holistic point of view. And when I say holistic, I'm looking at processes established, uh, uh, tariffs, uh, rules, uh, movement of goods, uh, uh, you know, uh, yes. efficiency, yes. yes. uh, utility. You know what I'm saying? So so yes. uh, I hope the, 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 the trade agreement addresses these things. Example, you have uh, trucks marooned at Kasumba-lesa border post for 10 days, Right? Uh, You've created a very inefficient environment for the business, whereas a truck can make uh, five trips or three trips right, between uh, Ndola and Kasumbalesa, it's only making one trip in 10 days. That's inefficient. Now, what the free trade agreement then addresses is uh, the question of tariffs right because tariffs are a big 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 issue if you impose a 25 30% tariff for imports from Zambia to Ghana for instance right what mm. you're basically telling uh, what you're basically uh, telling your Ghanaian people is that hey <laughs> you won't be able to afford uh, you know anything that comes out of Zambia right and mm. what you're telling the Zambians what you're telling the Zambians is guys you have to sell at a higher price right Now, if Zambia says we're selling uh, at this higher price and Ghanaians are saying we can't afford, is Zambia going to trade with Ghana? They are not going to do that. So what then will happen is Ghana will look to France. France has a similar product as Zambia, but France has uh, very low tariffs. (laughs) You see that? The rate is very low. So Ghana is importing at a cheaper uh, price than it would uh, from Zambia. So, what African countries now are trying to do is remove these bottlenecks of these tariffs, right? And then open up that trade amongst themselves. Uh, A a continent of uh, 1.2 billion uh, people, you're going to generate trillions of dollars. You're going to generate five, six trillion dollars of trade uh, amongst yourselves. You see, and to me, this this just speaks to what Gaddafi tried to start—a United States of Africa. Although I did not agree with the am- amalgamation and stuff, right? But the principle here should be the same. Africa should look within Africa. Africa generates uh, the world's resources, natural resources. It has those things, right? So Africa must look within Africa to enhance trade, to enhance business, to enhance economic growth they must not look outside get that uh, uh, trade agreement signed get it ratified get it implemented we we are so focused on signing agreements we signed this we signed that in the process in the process we sign on uh, on toilet paper you know what i'm saying because nothing nothing you, i mean that uh, yes in a very sarcastic way because those signatures just go down the drain guys you know what i'm saying when you sign a document and agree and say this is how we're going to govern ourselves as Africans in the business space, in the trade space, you have to make sure then you have uh, uh, processes and systems in place that ensure continuity of those agreements, that ensure monitoring, that ensure control uh, you know, of those agreements going into the future. That's, that's, uh, that's, that's the way we should do it. We just, we, we just have to be serious with what we do, guys. Mm, I don't so. know, man. Yeah, I, I, I'll pass it
1: on. I don't know. So. No, no, we, we we are. And, and you know, gentlemen, uh, according to one of the documents I was reading, they are saying, Kelvin, uh, diaspora, we are going to play a very critical role. The frustration I hear in, in, in your voice, uh, uh, Kelvin, it probably is part of the experience we have seen, things working. So if we're, we are going to be a very, very critical uh, element of seeing this thing, uh, uh to work. Vantimpa but, 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 but Kelvin mentions, um, um, here, Yes. So, this thing, for this thing to work, uh, we, we are saying, uh, regional groupings will have to contribute. no it's like, like, we were talking about education. <laughs> We can't solve even this Kasumba problem, in Zambia and Congo go go ahead. Yeah, we uh, With with Congo, um, I didn't I didn't hear the entire comment uh, from Kelvin about uh, Kasumbalesa, <laughs> but uh, what I know uh, is he, he um, said the you uh, know why should be spending ten days at Kasumbalesa. Those those yes. uh, times the exact should be going to Indola and back four or five times uh, in in a week, but ten days. Just at Kasumbalesa, these are our neighbors. No, we're yes, about the, the group. Before contribute to the African state, uh, the free yes. just at the group yes. level. Yes, uh, 100%. Uh, and, uh, you know, I've been, I've been to Kasumbalesa and I've seen, uh, you know, how many tracks actually line up and how tedious uh, the process is, you know, and uh, it's, it's a disappointment, which shouldn't be. I I, I don't know if you guys read uh, uh, the other day when, uh, was it uh, the president of Zambia was talking about uh, why the problem is not from the Zambian side, but from the Congolese side, you know? Congo, as we all know, is a troubled country, you know? It has no institution. I mean, our institutions are weak, but them they don't even exist, you know? So that that also contributes to the problem, because the province was saying they should open up more border points. From the Congo side, that Zambia is willing to open up more, so that they decongest uh, Kasumbalesa. You know, but the overall is that uh, we should be doing trade within ourselves, and that would give us a, um, uh, you know, a, a lot of advantages w- w- within the region. There.
5: Mm. Well, Kasumbalesa hope,
1: uh... May, uh, Congo may be a, a troubled country, uh, but they are also signatory to to this new common common market. So we may yep. have to open borders at one point or another, whether we like it or not. Exactly. Or Especially like a, 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 lot a lot of visitors. He's we should we stop s- signing. He's right. He's right. Yes, that's that's true.
6: I'd like to. So I'd like to. I'd like a, a little vision from our president.
1: <laughs> uh <laughs> Go thank
5: Go ahead,
1: yeah I, you know i, I, I know would say because the, uh, when we do when we start some blowjobs, then we, we lose the the big the big picture uh no because- no, no I'll- we, I was just we to want this time. thing to, to work. There is trillion, imagine 1.2 billion yeah. people in, in Africa. If all of us can just maybe spend a hundred with each other, uh, not taking that yes. money to China yes. or yes. To Europe, yes. there is money! Uh, yeah. You see, yeah. without, without, with,
6: with, without, without getting into the specifics or getting into the nitty-gritty of, of, of the agreement and the deal, what is exciting me is the fact that that idea is starting to, to blossom. Yes. Just that yes. idea of a- yes. African nations coming together gives me uh, uh, happiness. So before I yeah, yeah, think uh, going to, happen, how, know. We're going to do this, how we're going to do this, it's just the no, idea that it's about time we decided that we have the ball in our hands and we'll say, come and get it if you want. But no, terms. Terms. Yes,
1: right. no, those those ideas have been there. Remember the, the PTA, was it PTF Preferential Trade Area, so that yes, was way yes, back when yes. your your father was Minister of Education. You know, so it's, right. <laughs> those ideas are there. <laughs> they just need to be implemented. That's why we always emphasize on uh, the political will.
8: Let me uh, say something on the free trade, and I think Kevin was talking about the tariff. Terror. Tariffs are good; they work good in the United States. But oh, yeah, Roger, you hit on that's, 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 Roger. That's, you hit on it. You hit on it earlier. <laughs> earlier, if you don't produce nothing, what is it that you produce? France does not ship raw iron ore or back to Zambia, back to Nigeria.
9: <laughs>
8: Lund, <laughs> Lund, uh, Spain does not ship raw copper back to Nigeria. What they ship is the finished products that's derived from those raw resources. Yeah. That's where they would get you at. You will be buying the finished products from your raw resources from them, and what can you sell them other than some agricultural products, some maize, some tomatoes, some yams, maybe some clothes? But if you're not producing anything, this thing about free trade. It's going to – it's okay to – so you're telling them – suppose that you open up in Zambia a copper finishing plant where you're putting out copper pipe, copper wire, and other copper yeah, products. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So you mean to tell me that you're going to be okay with France who has the technology, who has the running start how can your people compete against them? So you have to well, be able to protect your industries until at some point in time you have this, uh, you know, you have to have, you know, and, and, and then real quick, Anheuser-Busch, the the brewery giant, whenever i done projects in Anheuser-Busch construction projects, in their specification they said everything used on this product, on this job site, into this project has to be made in the United States. From the littlest of the screw to the biggest of the uh uh stainless steel tanks to hold the product. But sure. they was able to sure. say that because everything that was used on their product was manufactured or produced in the United States. So they didn't have to worry about any foreign competition. Anyway you have to think about that.
6: Yeah well yeah 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 sure. Like,
1: well
7: said Uh, Yeah, yeah, I just want to quickly pitch in and uh, make a comment on this uh, topic. Um, One of the things that uh, has been brought up is this idea that we don't produce anything, we don't have manufacturing industry in Africa. But I think Mm -hmm. there's also one thing that we're overlooking. You look at the Congo, for example. You know, all the mineral resources in the Congo are not in the hands of the Congolese. Okay, we have multinational companies that are doing mining. We have Chinese companies doing constructions, you know, uh, in, in Africa. So I think that this trade agreement is the right step in the right direction because there's political will, because countries are talking about coming together and doing this, which is good. But also I think that we need to elevate this when everyone gets on board The next step would be how do Africans own and control the means of production in Africa? That should be the next discussion. That should be the next step ahead. Because like I said, if you look at the mining industry, for example, you look at the resources that Africa has, Africa is the most wealthiest continent in the world When when you talk of mineral resources. If properly managed by Africans, it would benefit not just the Africans but also the world at large. But also, I wanted to uh, make a comment with regards to this uh, trade agreement. We know that, for example, Nigeria hasn't signed this agreement. They haven't even expressed willingness to sign this agreement. And Nigeria is a huge economy. They they, they
1: just signed. They just signed the uh, Nigerian. Yeah, the 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 Nigerian. We are late in the game, like South Africa, but they they
7: have signed. That's good to know, then, because Nigeria, when you talk of oil production, we talk of, uh, you know, the oil industry, Nigeria is one of the wealthiest countries, too, uh, as, as well as Angola. So we have all the resources in Africa. We have all the mineral wealth in Africa. But there are lots of multinational companies that own the means of production in Africa. We have American corporations in the Congo, in the eastern uh, province of the Democratic Republic of Congo. These are not owned by Congolese. And if they're owned by Congolese, there are some bourgeois political elite that are shareholders in these corporations. You know, so I think this is a step um, in the right direction. But the next discussion will be what should Africans do to own the means of production? That should be the step forward.
1: On the question of uh, uh, for us to trade, we we have to to produce. Uh, that, that is the first question we 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 at. Um, if we come to a micro level or on the Zambian uh, level. Uh, some of us do small businesses want to do business in, in, in Zambia. The problem I see is no one wants to produce uh, anything. Uh, we are a country of traders How, how do we change
5: the the the,
1: the thinking uh, I, as a country we begin producing let us begin producing. Uh, and that will tie to what uh, Brother Aaron is uh, talking about. For us to start owning stuff, at one point we may have to start uh, producing. We'll produce something. Then you can own yours. Then tomorrow you can maybe own uh, the entire uh, mining company. But every one of us just wants to go and buy and sell. How do we change that thinking? Well, I, th- I think uh, the best way is to start from the schools. No, remember when in UN school there was the Jets Club and then Jets Fairs? But it ended there after the National Jets Fair, it just ended there. People got prizes, and the government never said, let's pursue this. So innovation is not encouraged. If we do some uh, encouragement in schools for innovation, there are a lot of creative kids in schools. If you see some of the things they make, you, you'll be shocked. But no one wants to develop those things. If we start developing those, we encourage I- innovation. You pay, pay some kids who do very well. Send them to the university uh, for free,
9: on a free ride,
1: because sure. they have come up with innovation. And there will be that big competition, and things
9: will be manufactured. There are things that are being manufactured in Zambia, but at a very uh,
1: low level because no one is promoting them.
9: Sure. I, mean,
1: I can assure you. There are a lot of young Zambians who are quite innovative, but they are not encouraged. They don't have the resources to start something. You know, they have an idea, they can assemble something in the Jets Club, but it ends there. No one wants
9: now to buy their idea, and they develop that and they start manufacturing something. You know, and well, and other, thing, other things are, if you
1: want to take some, if you find someone who can manufacture something in Zambia today, you get him from Canada, you take him to Zambia, the minister in charge of that uh, department where you want to do the manufacturing, we want a kickback before even the thing starts. I've met friends there they, we have done that and they said, I can't move from there. And he said, what am I going to benefit from this? That's the politicians, and not the thinking about how will how will it, uh, you know, benefit the community or the country as a whole. Mm.
8: You know, Roger. Yeah. If I could say something.
1: my brother. You might as well finish.
8: (laughs) Yeah, the Tonga man is always polite, but. Yeah. See, you t- we t- Like the gentleman just said, education, all these things have to work in conjunction with one another. Zambian children should be taught to have the highest education degree possible. An engineering degree should be tantamount to a high school education. You need to have engineers in injection molding. Then, that is a main component to producing refrigerators, producing freezers. You need to have specific education of your children. Let's say we need to have start producing machinery. Machinery to do what? Machinery in order to turn copper into copper pipe and copper tubing. I don't know if that's already there or not. But that's along the lines that things have to be. You know, when I became eligible to to be inducted into the military in the United States, I was deferred because I was in an occupation that needed people of the talents that I could give. So I didn't have to go to the Vietnam. So that's the way the... Are you you a draft dodger? No, I wasn't a draft dodger. I was deferred. So that's the way you have to do it. You. You you have to like trade school for instance. I went to a trade high school, and when I came out of grade school, I was tested to see where my skills would be best applied. Then I was put in that particular particular trade. But our trade high school had aeromechanics, auto mechanics, sheet metal, welding, pre-engineering. It had pre-nursing, pre-med. Those are the type of education systems that you need in order to produce the skilled talent. Then people that would be interested in investing in those industries will look at what they have, and then it would be less of a challenge for them to make up their mind because they're halfway there.
1: I don't know if I- that that, that, that yeah. point was uh, actually made uh, in one of the presentations, Fianki. Uh, I was saying uh, the, the lack of skilled manpower in in, in most of our African countries uh, is is huge. They, they 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 talked about they talked about that. Dr. Doctor Kailamrenga. Good morning. Hello. Good morning uh i hope you are following you and i we are we are talking about 20 again so to, to start but uh, we were trying to push the idea of uh, as producing as a, as a country uh, before we talk about the country as a people we are not so inclined to producing uh has just talked about the the skill set to produce is probably missing in Zambia. there's probably a lot of elements Uh, uh, I I like that idea of school jets when we were just growing up. You know, there were school jets here and and, and there now. Those things have disappeared. I'm not sure. Uh, With the little money I have, uh, maybe I should sponsor one of these uh, whatever. Anyway, the big problem is we can't produce. As individuals, I'll put on some more meat how we stop this uh only trading only trading idea but we don't want to produce finished goods.
9: Okay ro, ro- Roger.
1: I'm listening.
9: Yeah, I'm I'm I just tuned in so I'm just listening to see you
1: <laughs> okay, University. I leave you. I I I leave you alone. But uh, uh, that point, I I think it really uh touched me. Um, how uh, uh did Kelvin here? Um, we every one of us just wants to trade Kusambi. Uh I hope I hope uh, we are going to have a bit more people who want who wants to 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 produce. Uh, let's talk about another Another item For the common markets to work uh, for, for some of you people who are very are Familiar with how things work Here we have Brexit uh, Part of the reason Brexit <laughs> Has happened Is that the UK didn't want to comply With the laws of the EU They wanted to be calling their own shots How easy is it going to be To have a, a set of laws governing people in Gambia to abide by and those in Malawi to abide by. Is this going to happen in our lifetime? Who, who wants to say something here? Uh, how, how, how do we go? And I want you let, let's stay positive. Let's stay very positive and optimistic that this thing will, will, will work. How, how do we put this fast forward so that the laws... Uh, everyone, somehow, we should be able to comply uh, with the uh, Africa trade uh, free market uh, rules uh, or laws, whatever.
5: So, uh, uh,
7: to... I think... Go ahead.
1: Yes. To so what uh, the world does, uh, the World Trade um, Organization, and, and um, the people flout laws are the big economies. So the, that that issue will also happen in uh, in Africa, you know, you know unless the rules are put in and they are enforced, you know. Um you are talking about uh, how low production is in Zambia, we have uh, trade kings. They, their products are all over commerce and beyond. And zambef, and we just need more of the companies that that are to mm-hmm. traditional zambian companies, mean, right, yeah, no, I understand. About. It's very, it's very small. It's very small. It's mm. just a good example example of how a zambian product can can be superior and be able to sell beyond uh, our borders. You know, but we need more and more and more of those. And we have we have the capacity. You know, we used to have. Uh, Uh, Capilic grass we used to have uh we used to have all those things that used to deliver brothers uh, which which are all zambian uh, products going outside and selling you know so we can we can do it and uh uh, but going back to uh, regional and continental trade is the laws and how they are going to be enforced usually the big the big guys that uh, that a problem, including the United States. It's in the World Trade Organization. The United States will make their own rules, which Piang uh, just alluded to. They say, "Oh, uh, we our products are not. We are not going to import this. We are not going to sell out this. You know, you know, uh, in a protective way." And they make other other countries' uh, products, uh, you know, uh, go go bad. So that should should be you know a problem with the African uh, trade within if we don't. Putting the rules. The the, the 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 rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eh, hey, someone again. Let's think of all this. <laughs> Is it one who talked about the Congo as a dysfunctional, a dysfunctional country? Yes. Guys, we, need yes. <laughs> we need to help <laughs> Congo. We need to help Congo
8: the that, that big well, of like,
1: That's why it's complicated. You know? That's why Congo Kongo is complicated. Congo like, uh, example uh, is an ex- example of uh, a failed state, Congo, huh? is a problem. Yes. Um. I don't know. How do we bring these laws together? Uh, these are going to be very difficult questions we should uh, we should answer. Um, uh, I'll give an example. Probably the law uh, that uh, a tire in the in the European Union uh, has to be made this much size. If it is 13 by 13 by 14, it has to be this much size. Uh, now in Congo, they they they, they, dry, they, they, they do it another side. In Zambia, another side. Just as an, an example. In Gambia, another side. Yes.
8: Uh,
1: mm-hmm. to, change, to change those things, they have to change a lot of manufacturing practices if they are there, and that is going to be quite expensive to meet those rules. Like I said, I don't know if this thing is going to happen in our lifetime, but it has to, uh, to happen. It has to, it has to work. Um...
8: Well, you know, in that case, you just have to produce the standards, Roger. You know, one of the big problems in uh, Africa today, and I don't know if it yes. still is, is that you have English standards and you have European standards.
7: Exactly.
8: Uh, you, exactly. Yeah, and, and I think that was – well, it, it was done for a reason, but now it's it's, 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 it's a problem. you got a train leaving Cote and headed to Ghana, and all of a sudden the, the track gauge is wrong that won't match up. Or in the United States, they use uh, fractions in their rebar, whereas in uh, Europe, uh, they use uh, metric. So Uh you have to come up with some basic standards that the countries have to meet. And that's going to be a problem.
1: Exactly my point. Um, We we have a problem within Zambia. Within Zambia, if I'm in, say, for instance, in Lusaka, I want to order beans from uh, fr- from Nakonde. I-, I I don't have a standard where I'm going to show them and say, okay, this is the standards which uh, I want. Please send me this kind of beans which I want, and that's the same beans I'm going to receive there. You will be shocked. They will show you something, Kelsey. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they will show you something on the Internet or somewhere, and what you're going to receive is something totally different, different. from what you, yeah. you are supposed to. Within a country, one country mm-hmm. in Zambia, if I want to order peanuts, say, from Chipata, are those the same peanuts I'm going to receive uh, in, in in Osaka? What big question mark?
8: Look at tomatoes. Look at the, the standards that you're... Uh, Britain puts on the size, shape, and color of its tomatoes, tomatoes, whereas another country, that, that, that's no problem. So you got a problem. It's going to be a big problem. Steel, for instance, what are your steel? Is your steel going to be in uh, centimeters, or is it going to be in fractions? If it's going to be in centimeters, but then you wipe out the United States, United States won't. You want to to get equipment from the United States to manufacture your steel shapes. And, you know, I'm partial to the U.S., so.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Gentlemen, are are you listening? (laughs) Are are you listening something? eh, Because eh, we might all just celebrate, oh, uh, there's going to be African trade union, hey, 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 hey. Zambia Block Talk Radio, we are going deeper than that. Uh, it's, the, it's the question, what is the standard today which is being produced in Gambia? What is the standard today of uh, something, the measurement of is talking about, being produced in, in 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 Zambia? What is the time frame of changing these standards? Yeah, but, but so, um, yeah? have you seen, um, Sorry, but... Just, anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. There, there is always um, a, a standard that is framed, and uh, if you have read their uh, the paper in total, the United States specifies, you know, what their product is supposed to be, and, and uh, you know all the this, this specifics in detail. So I think if we have a, a regional trade, those things are supposed to be there in, in fine print. In black and white. Okay. So, like as you say, you don't get the wrong thing of what you're looking for. I mean, Amazon does that, too. They show you something. <laughs> and,
8: and then you know, when you it, like,
1: what, what the is this?
8: <laughs> yeah, and another thing, too, whatever countries jump out ahead of the rest, they're going to be the ones that set the standards. Look at the breweries that exist in Nigeria today with Heineken beer and so on. They're going to be the ones that set the standards. Look at South Africa, what South Africa produces and manufactures. They're going to be the ones that set the standards that everyone else has to follow. And you know what a difficulty is going to occur is between these francophone countries and the English-speaking countries. Francophone countries, they are really problems.
1: Mm -hmm. Don't say that. You're being political. But that's what the, the colonialists have that in mind. Where they didn't want, you know, African countries to, to be talking to each other and trading to each other. That's why they set different standards for for them and mm-hmm. different languages and, you know, so that that was a poison pill that that was planted even way before.
8: hmm And look how they are arranged. You got an English country in the middle. On yes, either side, you Portuguese, got a French country.
1: Yes. Arabic. <laughs> yes. That's that's a big confusion all over.
8: So trade, you're right. Africa that- trade,
1: uh, Africa free trade ag- agreement. Again, there will be a question of education. Education in some of our countries is very, very, very low. Uh, for instance, in Zambia, um, I don't know people who are making it to grade 12, uh, or those who can read say at grade four. Uh, the numbers. Uh, are bad. Are, re- are, re- are really, really bad. Uh, we find uh, our friends in Kenya, our, f- our friends in um, um, Nigeria. They are doing much, much better than uh, most of uh, us. Um, small, small Malawi is uh, doing much better than we are doing uh, in, in in Zambia. Any thoughts on uh, again on the education? How uh, we can lift ourselves? To be where, uh, for instance, Kenya is, uh, what do we need to do? Oh, we know the answers, I'm sure. But say something. Come on. Uh-huh.
9: Say something. Ro- Roger. Yes, Makala. Roger. Uh, re- le- let me correct you on that one.
6: When uh-huh. you, yeah.
9: doing, you mentioned Nigeria and the other countries, oh, uh, okay. said so they are doing better. <laughs> my, 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 my Nigeria can not be doing better you know that Nigeria has got more pages than than all European countries put together but yes. when it comes the, when it comes to the economic development, look where they are they are still underdeveloped country like all the other countries in south in, in southern africa so you cannot just quickly put a shipping statement that they are doing better. Let's go to Kenya. The other day I was reading a, an article written by a Kenyan who claimed that there are now more than 19 universities in, in, in Kenya. But 90 How many? universities in Kenya, 90 90. Oh. 90! 9 0. And by the <laughs> way, we can manage the <laughs> and, by, uh, yeah. and by the way, and by the way, Roger, Zambia is uh, having something like 30 to 40. You see, all these all these universities are supposed to produce um, people who can invent, but they produce nothing. They are just uh, when they graduate, they just go in the compound and and, and just stay there. So. You have to be very careful when analyzing these issues. Thank
1: you. Well, I, I want to follow you up. Um, so uh, are you, um, I don't know, maybe I've missed something. Are you disagreeing uh, that uh, the Kenyans are ahead of us will, will, uh, as far as education is concerned?
9: I'm, dis- I'm, I'm not disagreeing. I'm just saying look at the model. That is, is that is that what is that the aim is that the objective of, of education. What I will need is a, a, a policy like uh, South Korea has got a policy. They are not so <coughs> all those people who are, who are trying to get degrees. It's just not for the sake of getting degrees. It's a it's a it's a question of giving them knowledge so that they can invent so that they can invent things. Rather than uh,
1: just copying, copying what somebody else is doing. Let, so, let, me, uh, let me push a little bit more. Our friends uh, in, in Kenya, with their education, uh, are they producing a little bit more than we are producing in Zambia? No, they are not. That's, that's exactly the point I'm making. That's the point I'm making. Well, to according you. to the information uh, we may have, uh, they, they are saying. Uh, the, 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 the Nigerians and the, um, I don't know about the Nigerians, but the Kenyans uh, in East Africa are the ones which are producing, sending stuff to Europe, sending stuff to, uh, to, to the USA. They are saying they are doing it right now. Uh, but they are, uh, the number of people who are doing it, they are very few. Uh, we will see Ethiopia is trying. Uh, they are shipping shoes. Shoes is, go, is coming to the United States from uh, Ethiopia. Uh, our friends in Rwanda, they are, they are picking up, they, they, they are sending for some items. Um, part of the reason is the, 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 for the Kenyans is their education system has allowed them to do what they are, uh, are doing. And countries like Zambia may have to go at that standard at numerous levels. We can't have children who can't read or write at uh, grade four. That is not making any sense. Uh, Children, if, if we have 100 who start grade one, only 10 will reach uh, the University of Zambia, uh, or the, the university level of education. That does not make any sense. Uh, our friends in uh, Nigeria are doing much better. That is the first, yeah, uh, that is the first, uh, w- whether those people are going to be engineers, they are going to do A, B, C, D. and uh, here in the United States in Canada, three quarters of the African uh, doctors are Nigerians. So that tells you something about the, what they are doing uh, there in their country.
8: Because they target those industries. Uh, back in the 1940s, India built those Indian technology schools that went around the countries took the took the young people through trials and tests to see who would be best suited for it, and they were the ones that went to the school. You know, Zambians' first market is Zambia. What's the good of selling shoes to the United States and somebody selling shoes to Zambia? Zambia's first market should be Zambians.
1: I want to agree with you, uh, (laughs) Pianki. but if we need uh, that uh, extra dollar, uh, we have to look to outside Zambia. If we want to look that extra dollar to come in our our country, we can't just trade with ourselves and expect to lift the standard uh, of living. We have to trade with somebody else.
8: If you can't get it right for Zambians, you're not going to get it right for others.
1: Well, you Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. talking
8: about. I'm not saying you're supposed to isolate okay. yourself, but uh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's a good point. That, that's that, that's a good point. Um, the, the, the next question, Ivantimpa, is the, the diaspora. What role can we play to making sure this thing, the Africa Trade Free Trade Agreement, works? Uh, the African diaspora. What role can we play? The diaspora is um, where the think tanks are, you know. The skills that people obtain from different countries, different institutions, and different, uh, you know, diverse uh, uh, cultures that they come across with helps and it enhances uh, the knowledge. But I don't know how much, you know, the African countries reach out to the diaspora and they engage them, you know, on, on that aspect. Because uh, I I I think uh, what the um, the vice president of Zambia said when uh, when she launched the yeah. diaspora policy, she said, oh they 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 they, they called uh, diaspora leaders and 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 I I don't know anybody from the United States who was called by government to, to go and give some input on the diaspora policy. That's just the Zambian example. You know, so I, there's there's there is no link really between the diaspora and uh, and uh, the governments in in Zambia and I mean in Africa.
9: We I, I think Roger, we have seen Roger. our friends uh, in it, 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 yeah go ahead
1: go ahead. Mm-hmm.
9: Roger, I was going to say that um, at least we should give place what press is due to have uh, a. And as for um, policy, is a good thing for us because it gives us a, a window of opportunity through which we can express our views. Let me take one example. Right now, in Zambia, there's discussion of um, GST and uh, and the value tax. You know, uh, the discussion is going on in Zambia. They attention to introduce that. But the 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 way the proposal is made, it it boggles one's mind. And I don't know if if, if, if any of you has read the discussion going on about the and the and the taxing system which is going on so, in so so tax. Yes. that's what they're talking fair, about. Fair tax yes. You're against yes. Okay, mm. that's a very good that's a very good example whereby diaspora policy would be useful because then we'll have a way to communicate our views to improve the um, the policy scenarios. That's my view.
1: Okay. And you remember Um, the diaspora we had the diaspora, what was that? Diaspora desk at eight hours before? Yes, uh with therapy.
9: And we, did, and we didn't take advantage of that until it, it was killed
1: by the next person who came. <laughs> <laughs> That's why those, those things are supposed to be in the Constitution because the next government, the government of Mr. H.H. may just come up with a different thing and throw this one in the bin. <laughs> but okay.
3: that, uh, be careful. Next government of who?
1: Wherever. You think you're going to be there forever?
6: Roger, no. the next government of Roger I think I need to respond to that This it's the second time i has mentioned the opposition at AK. I, I think he's trying to jump in And I think I, I I need to respond to it <laughs> may, I, may, I,
1: I, I route for my country So whoever was going to do a good job would be my boy You know?
5: Uh, and you uh, know what, let me what say something about. positive
1: about HH. Give me one second. I know we are talking about something different, but look, HH tries to speak Bemba. I've never seen uh, other people trying to speak some other languages other than Bemba and Nyanja. You know, that's the negative, and that should be discouraged. At least HH is not tries. a barometer. But, yes. uh, no, no
6: it's
1: not, but it's a good let's thing. Move, it is a good thing. It move, shows move, that he, he cares about everybody. But let no, let no what about. let's go back to, the, go question, back to the question. The question is on the on the on the on the diaspora. <laughs> um, uh, how oh. we are going to make sure uh, this thing? Again, fellas, uh, <laughs> we are looking at 1.3 trillion, which can be generated by uh, we uh, the, uh, the the by uh, the African countries are trading with uh, uh, each other. Uh, me- meaning that when the cocoa price is being set, uh, no one is going to manipulate the, the price because the uh, Ivory Coast and Ghana and probably another country they will be talking will be exporting as, a, as one unit uh, no, no one is going to to, to to manipulate us. so we are seeing a huge huge potential, gentlemen, uh, if this thing can uh, uh, can, can work. We uh, here in the in, in the diaspora, I, I think um, uh, we we know how people talk the business language, which most of our friends back home may not understand. And those who are listening uh, in Zambia online, but they be to "Look at these guys, and uh, they think they know it all." But that is true. That is true. You know, we we know Shylock. See how they look like. You know. They will they, give you credit zero action, zero payment, no no credit, no interest, and then you find yourself deep down in Carol. While in I'm we a You know, um, The sport I think brings a lot of passion to to the table in my view. Uh, maybe I'm the only one who's passionate, but hey, all the guys who come here, you you're you passionate people. The reason is the experience we we we, we have seen. I was sitting the, the the group there the other day. Uh, how <laughs> how um, in Canada for a hospital to ro- to lose a, a baby has died for any reason premature or nothing, the kid has died. It has to take every doctor there to explain. Them. So they fight, and yet in Zambia we bury hundred kids per day born. Before the age of uh, two months, they are dead. We throw them away. And, and that is probably acceptable. And it is seen as okay. But you and I, who is coming from diaspora, are going to tell our people, no, this is not okay. <laughs> Life doesn't need to be like this. Do you see me, guys? This is a kind, I think, of uh, a passion we are going to, to, to take home. When one guy comes and says, oh, you sell me this at the cheap cashews at the cheap, you and I have been exposed to the prices we are seeing in Walmart. We see those prices. So how are you going to tell me you, sell, you buy my, my, my cashews at, a, at, at giveaway price when you are going to sell at a premium when you go to, to Canada, you go to U.S.? So, do you see guys' uh, the experience with the diaspora bringing on the table? Somebody seeing me? Can you feeling
5: me?
6: <laughs> yes, yeah, yes, yes, Roger. I, I feel the passion. Roger. uh Roger. Yes, yeah. <laughs> 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 I, 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 I,
1: I,
9: I do understand. It. That's one thing I, I always follow you, because you have some passion to some of the things that you say. Uh, let me go and say that... Uh, the next president of Zambia is that person who will have kind of uh, policies which are from the heart. In other words, you have, to, you have to have policies which you believe in with passion to be able to convince yes. the people that this is what you are going to do for, for them. Yes. If you yes. don't have that passion and if you don't link it you know, to the policy scenario, Forget it. You're not going to win it. Hundred
1: percent. It's that simple. It's Amen. That simple. Amen. <laughs> well, because some of the things, like, I, I mean, me, I just get messed up. I look at the education system here. Women in West School we has to go to school from grade one to grade twelve, only meeting small challenges, collection challenges, we can call them. And then in Zambia, once I, um, I 12 years old, you say, we are done with you at school, now And everyone accepts that. Who does that? Get um, I tell you, 12 years old, 14 years old, What is? what are they going to do in life? What are we telling that kid? Vote for Roger Macaroni, 20 country uh, <laughs> issue uh, Anyway, w- what I'm trying to say is our experiences, um, our experiences, what we have seen here, uh, back in Africa, I think they are going to be unaccepted. Uh, we are not going to accept a lot of things. Uh, we are going to tell them we have given away copper for so many years. It is now time to sit down face to face. Let's figure out what we can do with our copper. Let's do what we can do with our mukula, whatever. Let's begin producing. I think that person, that passion is going to come from the diaspora. That is I think where we are going to we are going to be very, very critical. I hope you guys agree with me. Yeah, uh, uh-huh. I agree with me.
6: No, yeah, I go do, ahead uh,
1: as we wind down I, we I, wind I, up.
6: I totally agree with you. That mm-hmm. you know they they, they they our our role as diaspora will be to convince our people of the advantages of certain situations. That's our job, because we have seen this yes. situation here where we live. We have seen yes. what these industries and these businesses and how these deals have developed. Yes. That? They're so, to if we can, because, so if yes. we can convince our people as Diaspora to say, this can work, this is how it could work, and this is how it should work. I think that is what our job is. And I think if we can do that at Diaspora, we can sell, we can sell, we can sell anything to, to our people. But we need to convince them to say this is how other countries are doing it. This is how other countries have developed. This is how other countries are running their economy. And if we can do this, even at least part of it, then we're in the right direction. Okay.
1: So, um, the start of the the program, we have suggested a new board at CBU uh, should be instituted. Uh, we would like to see uh, very limited government uh, involvement in that boat. Uh, we have a lot of associations, uh, people in the mines who can contribute manpower to the boat. So that was, uh, in my view, a, a, a big one. Uh, here we are, the Africa Free Trade Union. We welcome it, but there is a lot of work to be, to be done. Zambia, why don't you start by making things better? Uh, with uh Congo. Let's work it out. Come on guys. Eh? Let's work it out. We have the uh, some people in Katanga there and some people in the, in in Zambia. That is your
0: show gentlemen. Uh let's keep talking i a good weekend. No, put in some are You're a little. Who is What can Oh, Move on to Amulabeti, Savasin, the Upo
3: kimono wa lelo mala chwa yiskola shila sangwa ena la mena maka wawala. inenga nanwe son shila kwa wasampa na foya <tiple> mubu
0: Take mupasi. show, Mupati Mubo aluamula beti Sabatine fiumaba Mbole kwaya kutubana Nna wako wako shana mupasi. Eh, What you're the land? Move one, one, Mulabe, Tabatine, Mava, or a foyer put to cana, the walk of Wapushan, Take a show of us, eh? Flex English solo, wow. Mister Combeck, a sound like a song, a mama, hey, a sound, ya a washy eh, ah, Allez, 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 Allez,